Hi, it's Michael Kerr here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Okay, so welcome to another edition of Small Business Banter Radio. Uh, really pleased to have in Mike Finger from ExitOasis.com. Now, Mike's um, based in America. Is that right, Mike? Born and raised uh, USA. My wife is Canadian, so I, I, I get that influence on a regular basis. Well, look, it's great to have you in, Mike. Um, what I'm really uh, intrigued about and, and looking forward to discussing with you is your deep experience both as a business owner of multiple small businesses and maybe even medium-sized businesses, but also uh, as a practicing coach and advisor and, and, and even, I think, some time in business broking. So you bring this interesting mix of actually owning businesses as well as advising other owners. So that's what we're going to try and um, drill down on. But um, uh, do you want to just give us a little bit of uh, a potted history of what you do currently and and um, and then we'll rip into some questions trying to uh, distill some of that for our own uh, listeners sure absolutely uh, michael uh, my my thanks for the opportunity i'm looking forward to our conversation uh, as you mentioned i've been lucky enough to uh, sit on really all sides of the table i've bought sold and brokered um, small business sales um and Pluses and minus and uh, pluses and minuses in each of those chairs, um, but it's kind of led me to the place now where, as you mentioned, I coach small business owners who are interested in preparing their business to be ready to sell. I'm not a broker, uh, so I ultimately don't care if somebody sells their business, which kind of um, freaks people out sometimes. But uh, uh, ultimately, for me, what what the work we do is about is creating the freedom for the business owner to make the choice when they're ready. And that is, uh, that's a big deal as it relates to making, making decisions as you're running your business or as you're making decisions about selling the business. Yeah, I really like this, um, this idea. Um, we might as well um, get into that straight away that you can, uh, with with all that um, experience running businesses and your role as a coach or an advisor, um, giving them some advice to help them prepare to sell and be ready to sell and maximize the value, but you really don't mind if they don't sell because you're. I think what, what we're talking about there is 
um, not being just a straight-up broker and, and, and trying to get a listing, telling the owner what they want to hear about how valuable their business might be and, and, and in the sole interest of generating a sale and a commission. So Right, yep. It, it's a, so your your position is let's use uh, use your experience, give them some advice. Um, whether they sell or don't sell, that's a good outcome for you. Absolutely. And, and here's the deal. This is what we have to keep in mind is that for the most part, this is an industry that is compensated based on complexity. What I mean by that is that you go to a broker, attorney, accountant. These are folks that provide incredibly valuable service in this space. But in most every case, what they do is help the business owner navigate through the technical complexities of this. And, and that makes sense for them. And so that that's how many of them approach this. But what we forget is that most of us as small business owners who fail to sell, fail to sell because of something simple. And so what is very common for me in, in terms of interacting with a small business owner is they'll come to me and they say, I want to sell my business. I want to, I want to get it ready for sale and I'm done. And we'll have that conversation. I'll, it'll be, well, why do you want to sell? And they'll say, well, I've got these three problems in the business and I'm just tired of dealing with them. And the truth of that conversation as it evolves is, is almost every case we have to solve that problem before the business is sellable. And so the, the irony of that, of course, is as that problem starts to get solved, not enough profit, trouble building a team, systems are poor, whatever the problem is, as that problem starts to get solved, the owner starts to fall back in love with their business. Hey, this isn't so bad. I'm actually making some money. Hey, this isn't so bad. I don't have to be there every day. All of the things that create that sellable business, I, I put it this way, ownable is sellable. Those are the same thing. And so what we work to do is to create a business that gives the owner the flexibility to make either choice. Yeah, so... Uh it's a real, it's a real um, a lesson in getting some of that advice about how value valuable your business is earlier rather than later. And and I think typically a lot of owners get to that point you've beautifully described. Tired, done. I'm over this. So what's the, what's the best plan? I'll sell it. Um, and and it's often unsellable. Um, but I'm sure you see plenty of businesses, had they commenced doing something about it two, three, four years ago, they, they wouldn't be looking to sell because the business would be actually running okay and making profits and not the problem child that they think it is. That's right. We experience so much pain as owners and and some of it's very natural. I'm not one of those uh, those guys that talk about, you know, Oh, you got to do it right from the beginning. And I've, I just made too many mistakes over too long of a time period to, to buy into that pitch. We make mistakes. We work hard. We do the 18-hour days. That's part of building a small business. If you're not willing to do that, I'm not sure small business ownership is for you. So we, But we put that in. But what we have to remember is as the business grows, as it changes, those same things that we did that we had to do to grow the business in the beginning, 
now are the things that start to hurt the business. That owner who who was there 18 hours a day doing everything at the start because there was no one else to do it, keeps doing that when they add team members and management staff. And, and suddenly they find they can't keep a team because they continue to micromanage and run the business the same way. So it's that evolution that takes place or unfortunately uh, too often doesn't take place that causes those problems often. Yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 hard for for owners and founders who you know do something the, the way they do it. It work, but it works to a point, and then it's then it then it loses its impact, and and maybe that's where you see a lot of the owner troubles, you know, start. But you know, you you can't you can't resolve it by saying I'm going to try and sell this business and the problems to somebody else because they'll they'll see through that straight away. It, it, the it's an unfortunate reality that too many owners think that selling their business is their worst case scenario. They think that's my fallback, that's my safety net. Um, when they don't, they're not aware that best stats available show that eighty percent of small businesses will never sell. It's uh, it, it, it's a scare. It's such a scary number that that I think is finally getting a little bit of. Coverage and uh, I got to admit I don't know. <laughs> I hear it quoted more often. I, I I'm not sure where it comes from, but I've heard enough people uh, from not just Australia, America, and and other markets, even the UK, talk about this staggering failure rate. You know, of a sale process. Absolutely, and again. Most of those failures are based on simple things, right? Um, I ask, I ask small business owners three questions when it comes to um, to the to that issue. I, I ask, are your results desirable? Can a buyer duplicate your results? And can you document your results? If you can answer yes to those three questions, you are well on well down the path towards towards a business you can sell. Most owners can't answer a firm yes, right? We you, we've dealt with owners in all those spaces. Are, are my results desirable? Well, you know, we don't really show that much in terms of profit, but okay. Well, could a buyer duplicate your results? Well, I'm I'm there all the time. I make all the sales, but somebody else could step in and make all the sales. Well, you know, it doesn't work. That can you document them? Well, those aren't my real numbers. Here's the real numbers, right? And, and so, you know, we laugh about those things, but when your retirement plan is based on the sale of your business and you're not asking these basic questions, you're in tough shape. It's really fascinating, you know, this whole um, model of business sales, which I think applies in, in all those major markets that, you know, we've, we're exposed to in the US, in Australia, in Canada and the UK, that, you know, there's a, a clearinghouse that, that you can try and sell your business in, you know, increasingly the stats are that only one in five will. Exit planning is championed as a, as a solution for a lot of owners, but I don't think that's gotten the traction that it, that it should. Um, so you, but you're 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 probably do, do you call yourself an exit planner and is is the work you're doing styled purely to get an exit or is it um something more if you're an owner that has stuck it out long enough to have a business that's worth selling 
odds are you're not thinking about the exit door, right? You're, you're, you're thinking about the engagement and the active work and exit feels like failure. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have a better phrase to suggest, but I'm not a fan of exit planning as terminology. And so I, I don't tend to use it very, very often. What it is for me is it's about a small business owner giving themselves choices. It's about them. Hey, if they, if, if they, fix the business and they want to sit at the desk till the day they die. Fabulous. If you're happy there, the problem is, is that too many owners that get to the sell place, get there and they say, I'm miserable, right? I I just, I hate my job. I hate the business. Um, Well, that's no good. But also why would I want to buy a business that's likely to make me miserable? Yeah. Yeah. Like it. um, So the work you do, I I love this idea that you're creating choice and yeah, let's, we've got to come up with a better term than exit planning because it doesn't, but let's just say for the sake of the argument, it's about giving owners more choice and perversely, the more you do to improve your business before, the, before you would sell it, the more likely you are to maybe keep it. If, if you, if you take that out to its logical conclusion, Make the business you know, less risky, more profitable, less dependent on you. You've got you're you're probably looking at at one of the best investments you could have, which is a you know a, a profitable small business. Absolutely, and that is a that is a huge benefit to the existing owner or to a to a buyer. Um, the thing about that investment is that you live with it, right? And so, uh, I have I have been. Uh, I've been through those phases where I was all into a business for years and years and then woke up one morning and I just, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it wasn't necessarily that there was now something wrong with business, but it was time for what was next. And that's the point at which that uh, ability to make that choice becomes so critical. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, acknowledge that, um, uh, some people, some owners maybe need a different challenge. It's not the business might be fine from a financial perspective, but they want more or different, and that's yep. so legit. Uh, on today's edition of Small Business Banter Radio, we're talking with Mike Finger from ExitOasis.com. Mike, um, I want to come back to your experience owning businesses and uh, as an owner keeping some and selling some. Can you just share with us um, some of your – secrets uh, about the ones you kept? Uh, Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, We started our first business in the um, mid-90s, literally cut my dining room table in half to make two desks for my wife and I, and we started serving clients out of our living room. Uh, Ten years later, we've got 50 full-time employees, and uh, it's clear that the business is trying to kill me. Um, that, that was my own moment of what do you mean? I can't sell this business. Uh, and it took five years to change that business to create a successful sale. Um, that was a, that was a moment of look in the mirror and see a piece of toast looking back. Right. I, you know, to your point, why do you keep some, why do you sell some, um, after that, I, I, I did a, a couple of different things, worked as a broker for a while. So, and just, then, so you had, had you had any broking experience or advisory experience, um, before or during the time you started that business? 
Or did you come to broking later and, and advise I, I, I me found later? myself intrigued by that transition process for myself and so was attracted to the idea of helping others do the same. Um, I, th- there was a lot I liked about that work. Um, there was a lot I hated about that work, right? It's a transactional job. Um, we meet, I sell your business. We never talk again. Uh, that mm. I, I, and, and here, here's, here's the, here's the real truth to that. I found myself strangely attracted as a broker to unsellable businesses. And that is a lousy trait in a business broker. It's a great trait for what I do now, but, uh, did not lead to a lot of successful listings and sales as a broker. So is that, um, did you see some of your situation in other owners that you, oh, you, you yeah. connected and it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? When you, you want to help, you can, you can see that there's areas to, you know, to work on, but yeah, that's a bit of empathy yeah, and, there, Mike. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, yeah, and, and thank you, but it did very little to serve my <laughs> professional career in that position. And, and so I'm sympathetic to both sides, right? You, you get that business owner in that case who, is entreating the broker to help them change the business and the broker sells businesses. And if your business is unsellable, that's not a, that's not a marriage, right? You, you, you don't get to move forward with that. So it's a, um, it's a complete misalignment of um, understanding and expectations that, you know, that's how you, um, that, that you can sell a business that way. I mean, it, for, right. to be fair, we, we know, uh, we know lots of brokers, both of us, they do a great job. It's a hard job, yep. But if you, um, it, it's um, there's at that point their motivation and incentive is to sell the business, otherwise they make nothing. So you know that's right. And and Michael, we don't ask our real estate broker to paint our house or fix the furnace or nice. or, or do yeah. these other things, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the, the brokering was a, was a, was a great learning experience for me. Um, I actually went, went into, um, buy sell mode then and bought and turned around and sold two small businesses. Um, I think in part to figure out if, uh, what I had learned from the previous two, uh, had actually, um, was real or if I had just you know, gotten lucky and were able to make two successful sales there, uh, went into those deals intending to get out, right? That, that was a different deal for me than the first business. The first business was an act of passion and startup. And the second ones were more um, targeted, start, grow, uh, sell kind of arrangements. Both have, again, both have pluses and minuses. I, I, I don't confuse the two though, in terms of how an owner uh, relates to those situations. And then uh, subsequently to that, that's that's where I landed at Exit Oasis. Again, I love this space. It, it, and the main reason I do is because this is the time period where business owners tend to be more open to change than just about any time in their career, right? You get an owner who's run the place for 10, 15, 20 years it runs a certain way. They've done it a certain way. They're kind of in, in their habits. They come and they say, I want to sell. And you say, great, you have to do these four things differently if you want to be able to sell. Well, wait a minute. I don't want to do those things. Okay. You don't have to do those things, but you don't get to sell if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a bit of a, you know, a, a plea, isn't it, to, to not leave things so late. Um, 
to, to get it, started on a... Such a good point. It, it is the single biggest mistake that we make as owners in this topic area. And if there's one piece of advice I want to give to listeners, here, here's, here's what most small business do, owners do in this topic area. We wait and then we fail. That's, that's, those are the two steps that most small business owners take in this space. Go to my site, go to another site. Do, here, here's, here's a piece of advice for owners. Set a half an hour a month. Make a lunch date with your future self every month. And spend that half an hour learning about selling a business, learning about what this topic means. If, if, if you're lucky enough to do it, it's the single big, biggest financial transaction you're ever going to have. How about spending a half an hour a month learning about it? Yeah, that, that's your biggest um, uh, yeah, piece of advice. I, I see that, um, you know, it, it's... It, it's a challenge to take, you know, people are so busy running their businesses, but they've got to, you, get, you just got to find time um, to, to step out. And um, can we, can we come back to um, the, the businesses that you've, you've held and, and the, the ones that you've sold, was there, is there any sort of um, hard one experience there as to uh, what would determine what's a, a holder and a, you know, a keeper or a, you know, one you let go of? Because I, I, I don't think there's, I, I don't know too many people that have, um, that have kind of seen both sides of the coin like you in terms sure. of um, actually buying, of starting uh, buying, selling, and then also, you know, coming back and saying to an owner, look, I, I know what you're going through, but I can help. Yeah, it, it, it's a great question. I know there's a lot of people that build, uh, polish the business and then hold it indefinitely. But here, here's the truth for me. I fell in love with that space that occurs right after you sell a business. Um, it is magical what happens there. Um, it, it, you've got this massive thing that consumed your life for so long. You get a successful completion of that effort. You get rewarded for that effort and you get this open uh, landscape in front of you of opportunity. I, I love that space. I've been lucky enough to be in that. We, the, first, um, the first time we sold two businesses at the same time, and then subsequently sold two other businesses. So I've been lucky enough to be in that space three times. Yeah. It's a luxurious place to be. And I'm not talking about the money, right? I'm, I'm talking, and I'm talking a little bit about the money, but um, I'm mostly talking about that freedom to clear your brain. I carried ownership at pretty heavily right? Uh, it was always on my mind. It was always in my head. So to be set free from that, that's a fabulous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, th this 80% of businesses failing to sell, um, can we look at it another way? Is that, are, there, are there good opportunities for first time or um, ex-business owners to, 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 to pick up some pretty good businesses? Well, yeah, I, I, I think I think there's always good businesses for sale, but good businesses are always hard to buy because it's almost always a competitive process. Um, I want to I want to or or the owners to your earlier point 
probably wouldn't have it for sale if it's That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think some people believe that the only businesses that are for sale are broken, and that's not the case. Um, that's what uh, I'm, yeah. yeah, obviously, there are um, there's issues with every business. So there's always going to be brokenness involved with any business. I, I do want to pick up uh, uh, the importance of something you said, though. You talked about um, you know, are there opportunities for experienced business owners or for newbies who are want who want to buy? And for me, that is such a critical distinction, right? I had the luxury uh, of working for someone else for five years, and then starting my own business and growing it over fifteen years. That experience is what allowed me to be successful in the last two buys and sells, right? That that hands on do it. And so I get, I get a little um, defensive when I see promotion out there trying to sell inexperienced business owners on buying a business. Because to me, that's get a push in, in, into the deep end. Now, don't get me wrong. You can do that. You can bring outside experience to that and be successful at it. Uh, but let's not pretend that, you, uh, that that's an easy road. Yeah, yeah, and there there is a lot of the, the pumping up of you know how easy it is and run it under management. You know, I, I they're running under management in the truest sense. It's going to be very, very expensive, if not impossible, to buy. Here, here's a, here's a direct quote, Michael, from my life involved with um, having management run it. Here's the quote: "What do you mean you're quitting?" Right, it's a great theory, but guess how it looks in application? That yeah. it's not that smooth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, Mike, this has been a really uh, entertaining, lively, and informative discussion. I, I'd really encourage um, anybody that's on LinkedIn to ch- to check out Mike on on LinkedIn because you do post a lot of um, humorous, but you know, potent sort of messages and. And you know, we all want the same thing. We want people in business to be feeling good about it and to have more of a choice than keep going to the office or the factory or or sell it. You know, there's you know we don't want to be caught between those two extremes. So Mike Finger from Exodoasis.com, thanks very much for your time today. Michael, my pleasure. I enjoyed it immensely. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.